One of the number one reasons why a lot of people hold on to unforgiveness and they walk in a lifestyle of having bitterness towards others is because of the spirit of offense. They reoccurringly give in to the spirit of offense and when you are reoccurringly easily offended, it is almost inevitable that you will get a root of bitterness, that you will walk in unforgiveness towards others when you keep getting offended, when you keep getting personally offended over and over again. And in our current generation, we we see people getting offended over the smallest of matters. They get so easily offended many times over just one word spoken wrong, one thing done wrong, or even something being perceived in the wrong way. And why is this the case that people get so easily offended? Because our generation, more and more so, is becoming focused on self. You see, when you are an individual that is easily offended, many times it's because you are selfish. It's all about how others make you feel. It's all about how others treated you wrong. It's all about how others didn't recognize or respect you properly. So when the focus is so much put on oneself and self-centeredness, obviously then comes a lot of offense springing out of that. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's your brother Noah Hines. I hope that you guys are blessed in Jesus' name. And obviously in this video today, we are going to be exposing the spirit of offense and getting easily offended. And right out of the gate, I wanna draw one distinction. There's a difference between having righteous indignation and what I'll classify as being personally offended. You know, you could be offended for the sake of the things of God, like if somebody is doing uh, sin, that would obviously be offensive to a Christian. But there's a difference between that and being personally offended, where why you are offended is focused on your own self-interests. And you have to watch out for that righteous indignation statement or that righteous indignation justification because that can easily masquerade itself as uh, righteousness, but it's actually personal offense that you're taking. You're actually stirred up in the flesh, you're angry in the flesh, but you justify it for good, uh, for seemingly good reasons. Now, similarly to the open door of many demonic spirits, the spirit of offense has a similar open door many times, and it's rejection. When people re suffer rejection, that is many times what puts them in a disposition in their life to start getting easily offended. Because you have to understand, when you've been rejected over and over again, many times an individual's response to that is to start to become self-focused, to become insecure, to be hyper-focused on what people think of you, to be hyper-focused on how people treat you and how they perceive you. So when you suffer a lot of rejection, you become self-conscious and you become insecure about how others perceive you and that leads to selfishness. And then when you are constantly focused on how other people are treating you, how other people are doing wrong by you, you end up getting easily offended. So many times if people can deal with rejection and they can realize that they're accepted in the beloved as a Christian, they can overcome the spirit of offense. But I just want you guys to be aware of that, that many times the root cause of the offense is rejection. Many times people today are easily offended because they perceive it as rejection. Even if the people might not be rejecting them, even if the people in reality are not even doing things with ill intention towards them, they perceive it as ill intention towards them. They perceive it as being contentious towards them because they're looking at it through the lens, whatever they think is being done wrong to them, they're looking at it through the lens of the rejection that they have suffered in times past and thus they interpret it as they are personally trying to attack me, they are personally trying to offend me. 
and you start making those assumptions about people when you haven't dealt with rejection. So I'm not going to be talking too much more about the rejection aspect of the root cause of this spirit because I've made videos about that in times past. Make sure to check out some of those videos that I've done on rejection if you haven't yet. But I want to read to you guys 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 2. It says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, talking about in the latter times, that men shall be lovers of them own selves. And like I said, when you are focused all on yourself and how people treat you and how you feel because this person did that or this person did this to you, you ultimately become very easily offended. One thing that I want to say to kind of build on that is when somebody has the spirit of offense and they are easily personally offended, they don't um, understand where other people are coming from. They make assumptions about other people that they have ill intention or that they have ill will or they have some kind of vendetta against them. The spirit of offense makes you also prideful into not considering where other people are coming from, not considering the intention and the heart motive of other people. You know, people that are easily offended, they have like a knee-jerk reaction to not consider other people's intentions and motives as to why they did different things. So the spirit of offense is rooted in selfishness. And when you are selfish, you are not considering where other people are coming from. You are just considering how something made you feel or what happened to you in a specific situation. And therefore, you start making assumptions about other people's intention. This is what the spirit of rejection does. And also the spirit of offense is it makes you make assumptions about people before you come to a valid conclusion, before you look at the evidence, before you try to get other people's perspectives, you just immediately and anxiously conclude that people are out to get you, they're trying to do uh, ill against you, right? A very easy example that I could give of this is obviously with social media. Let's say somebody you know posts a Facebook post and you take it as this is against you or they personally took a shot at you. They were making that post to try to call you out. All the meanwhile, maybe a lot of the time, that person that posted that Facebook post didn't even have you in mind, was not even thinking of you when they made that post. But because you become self-centered, you immediately conclude that when people say things that offends you, it's a personal attack against you. Now, I'm not trying to discredit the fact that that does happen sometimes, but I'm just saying we shouldn't be so quick to assume that that is always the case. And when you always assume that that is the case, you're, you're self-centered. You're thinking everybody's thinking about me. You're thinking everybody's out to get me. You think everybody has their attention ultimately on you. And another thing the spirit of offense will do is make you draw drastic conclusions about somebody when somebody disagrees with you. When you have the spirit of offense, many times you can't just agree to disagree. You know, it, the spirit of offense makes you take things personally. So it's not just uh, agreeing or disagreeing about a topic. When somebody is easily personally offended, they take disagreement as a personal attack against them. So they will blow things way out of proportion as though you're like in a war with them if you disagree with them because they take that very personally. And that makes it very hard to work with somebody who is easily uh, personally offended. Like there are some times where people have disagreed with my doctrine that I've spoken to 
and they will send me a rebuttal to what they disagree with me about. And I'm thinking to myself, when they send their rebuttal, I agree with like 80, 90% of what they said, but because they are offended, they will draw drastic conclusions. Like I disagree with them on almost about everything, right? So you can see how the spirit of offense will draw you, will lead you to easily blow things way out of proportion and make you, because you're interpreting it through the lens of people are against you. People are personally out to attack you. And, and obviously that does happen sometimes, but you just make that assumption many times when, you when you're bound by the spirit of offense. And even in the definition of the word offense in the Bible, in the Greek, it is implied for you to like not trust somebody and then obviously you would make assumptions. You believe people have ill intention. You believe that they have bad motives, right? One definition that I found says, to cause a person to begin to distrust or desert one whom he ought to trust and obey, to cause to fall away. So when you are offended, it causes you to distrust people, to uh, make assumptions that they're out to get you, to make assumptions that they don't have your best interest in mind. And another parallel definition in the usage of the word that I found is shock. So that's very interesting, like you're shocked, like you're surprised. You know, when people are offended, they're like shocked, they're like blown away. And why is that the case? Because they hastily make assumptions and conclusions about people. And also they have these very high expectations of people to cater to their every want, to their every desire for things to be going the way that they want. And they're, they have these very high expectations, so they're shocked. When normally those things wouldn't be shocking to people that are not bound by the spirit of offense. So I just find that very interesting that the word shock is a parallel usage of the word uh, with regards to offense, right? And like I said, why are people shocked when they are offended? Because they draw hasty conclusions. They don't sit down with people and be like, okay, maybe I heard you wrong in this situation, or maybe I was this wasn't directed towards me. They don't go and try to reconcile or talk with people to see where they're coming from. They make those hasty conclusions. You know, that's not a wise thing to do. That's why some people that have the spirit of offense, they are very anxious. They make hasty conclusions about individuals and thus they're not able to work with people. This is why some people who are easily personally offended, they just cut relationships off right away. They don't try to work with the person. They don't try to talk with the person to work through the issue. You know, there's that distrust there. And uh, like I said, they don't even try to see things from other people's perspectives. So they just draw a, a hasty, I'm gonna cut this person off. I'm done with this person. And you know, obviously there is a time and a place for that. But if that's a reoccurring way that you deal with uh, offense, that's definitely not good. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13 says, He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 21 says, Also do not take to heart everything people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. For many times also your own heart has known even that you cursed others. So I find that passage in Ecclesiastes very interesting. It's saying, don't even pay attention to all of the things that people say about you. Or I believe that you could apply it in the sense of don't even pay attention to what you think people might be saying about you. Like I said, keep in mind, when you have the spirit of offense, when you're bound by it, you become very self-centered and self-focused. And then you start to assume that people are saying things about you when many times maybe they're not even. So 
there's a lot of unnecessary offense and bitterness that arises, right? And you become offended towards other people when they didn't even have anything against you to begin with, right? You make those assumptions and you end up perpetrating the very thing that you think that they have the problem with. So the spirit of offense brings pride, brings spiritual blindness, makes you blind to your own problem many times. And according to this passage right here, we can see that it also brings hypocrisy because it says right here that many times when you hear, uh, you think you hear other people cursing you, speaking ill against you, you have done the same thing to other people many times. So the spirit of offense makes people hypocritical. It makes them so self-centered that they put burdens on others that they cannot keep themselves. They get offended when somebody does something wrong against them that offends them, but they don't even keep that same standard in not offending other people themselves. Just wanted to read another passage out of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2. It says, A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. So I'm reading some of these passages to show you guys that somebody that has the spirit of offense will not uh, try to understand where other people are coming from, but just wants to express their own opinion, just wants to express their own heart. And the Bible saying that's not wise to do. You should try to gain understanding. You know, I think Christians a lot of the times will just assume that people are out to get them. And there are times, obviously, yes, that we are persecuted for the sake of the gospel. People forsake friendships with us because of our Christian beliefs. People end up calling us names, casting out our na name as evil for the Son of Man's sake, so on and so forth. But um, there's also the aspect of just being self-centered and this not actually being the case many times. And let's say even if it is the case in many circumstances, you still don't want to have that fleshly reaction of taking offense. You know, like if people are gossiping about you and speaking ill against you, even if that is actually happening, it's still not, it's still not good to take offense to it. It's still better to deal with it in a godly manner. Now, there's a difference between feeling offense in you and, and giving into offense, right? Everybody will feel offended from time to time, but your reaction to it is what you have the choice to be able to choose, right? So, you know, like I said, everybody will feel temptations or uh, internal feelings of offense from time to time, but then you have to decide how you are going to react. Are you going to give into that offense and, and, and deal with the, uh, deal with people, deal with circumstances, circumstances out of a place of, of offense or not. I just wanted to give another example of how the spirit of offense makes you draw hasty conclusions about people. There are some people that message me on Facebook or Skype and sometimes I take a while to respond, even a couple days uh, sometimes. And you know, I could tell that some people get offended, right? But if they were to understand where I'm coming from, all the messages, the emails and stuff that I get, how I treat a lot of my messages like emails, they would be less likely to get offended. So you see how trying to see things from other people's perspectives will actually defuse that offense many times, right? But if you don't try to consider what's going on with other people, what they have going on in their life, or why they're doing different things, uh, many times you can get easily offended if you don't consider those things, if you're self-seeking and self-focused always. Now, being offended and falling away in the Bible are actually synonymous terms. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, it says, 
and then many shall be offended, or other translations say, many shall fall away and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. So many times, like I said earlier, when you are offended, that is the same as, as like giving up and quitting, like falling away, right? This is why people that are easily offended many times will quickly break off relationships, or even people that are offended in their Christian walk will fall away from the walk. That's why the spirit of offense is so dangerous because when some people are offended, they choose to give up on their Christian walk altogether. Now, I wanted to go back to what I said earlier about how the spirit of offense causes you to take things personally. It makes you contentious. It makes you competitive. It makes you feel like you're in a war with people, with flesh and blood, right? And people are out to get you. So therefore, it causes you to defend yourself. The spirit of offense causes you to defend yourself. And there are aspects in which we should defend ourselves, but many times, especially when you are having disagreements with people and having contentions with people, you should allow the Lord to defend you. You know, one mark of somebody who is easily offended is they're always trying to defend themselves, defend their reputation, defend their ministry, defend how they are perceived, defend, you know, the things that they've said even, which once again, there is a time and a place for that, but you need to be led by God as to when to do that. And there are some times where you don't have to defend yourself in the Lord will ultimately defend and vindicate you. Many people that are easily offended, they're insecure. They have uh, rejection problems, so they feel like they need to validate themselves before people as opposed to draw their validation from God. And let me tell you, there are times where you don't have to defend yourself when you are offended, when people do things against you. God will vindicate you. This just reminds me of the situation with Jesus when he was before the high priest. It says, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but he committed himself unto him that judgeth righteously. So there's a great example in the Bible right there where you don't have to try to vindicate yourself. You don't have to try to defend yourself. And I like how what it says there at the end of that verse, it says, but committed himself unto him who judges righteously. Jesus Christ knew that his father would vindicate him. Jesus Christ knew that when he died, he would be rose again on the third day and his adversaries would be put to shame and, uh, you know, everything would work out as according to plan. So when you take offense and you try to defend yourself, you're relying upon your own understanding. You're relying upon your own wisdom as opposed to trusting in God. The spirit of offense really leads you to not trust in God. You know, it leads you to try to prop your own self up, try to be an ambassador for yourself, try to defend your own self as opposed to defend uh, for the sake of God. Now, just because we have this reaction of not reviling when we're reviled against doesn't mean that we're a doormat at the same time. That doesn't mean that you allow people to take advantage of you because Jesus also said, or Jesus said when he was before the high priest in Mark chapter 14, verse 49, I was daily with you in the temple teaching and ye took me not, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. So he didn't say absolutely nothing at all. He did point to something that witnesses on his behalf, but yet he didn't try to defend himself. Just wanted to read some other 
scriptures to you guys. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, it says, The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 7 says, He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he shall love thee. I remember this verse was brought to my attention when I was more so in the sinless perfectionist kind of movement and uh, the street preachers thereof, not saying that all street preachers are in that movement of sinless perfectionism, but I didn't know quite how to work through this verse because, you know, when you're of that mentality of sinless perfectionism, you just always got to rebuke everybody. You always got to tell everybody they're wrong. But the Bible's saying right here that you shouldn't do that, at least in some circumstances. Now, we do also know from the book of Proverbs, it says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. But it also says, don't answer a fool according to his folly. So you need to use discretion with that regard. But I'm just saying, obviously there's circumstances, especially with this passage right here, where you don't need to reprove somebody. Like I said, the person that is easily offended, they always have to validate themselves. They always have to prove themselves right. And then they end up standing up for themselves and not really so much for the sake of the gospel message, which you could deceive yourself into thinking there's so many people that are easily offended and they think that they're standing up for the sake of God, but they're really trying to validate themselves. I just wanted to say one more thing with regards to this. I believe that this is a word that the Lord gave me as I was preparing for this message, and that is that God can do a lot more with your silence many times in some circumstances then, then you can do with your own words. Many times being silent and not defending yourself will actually have a greater impact upon those who oppose you as opposed to trying to defend yourself on every jot and tittle. Now, one other thing that I wanted to mention about the spirit of offense is it can many times be very manipulative. There can even be narcissism and witchcraft operating in somebody who is really bound by the spirit of offense because they will even try to make you to succumb to their own selfishness and make you feel guilty, make you feel like you have to apologize for, tr uh, for, for something they perceive that they were offended by. This can be a dangerous thing to give into because many times it's just enabling them. Many times it's just further feeding into their own selfishness where you feel like you have to cater to them. And this comes from a subjective truth view, uh, worldview, right? Where if this made me feel wrong, then you need to apologize apologize to me. You need to tolerate how I feel, even if it isn't objectively or, you know, like absolute truth, even if that is the case. But because it made me feel this way, therefore you should feel guilty and you should tolerate how I feel. But once again, many times that just feeds into people's selfishness. So don't be deceived by people that are easily offended and feeling you like you always have to say sorry and be subservient to them. So the spirit of offense ultimately makes you all about yourself. Me, Mimi, if you guys aren't getting the picture yet, it makes you self-focused. And hopefully, once you realize that, going away from this message, you will be less likely to be personally offended because you will realize that you're focusing on yourself when that is the case, right? And many times the people that have the spirit of offense are also bound by fear. Have you guys ever been out in public and you're just walking through a store, walking through a park, something like that, and you hear two people laughing like 100 yards, 50 yards from you, 
something like that or just even 50 feet, you hear two people laughing. What is the first thing that comes to your mind many times? Even me, myself, I still get uh, caught up in this sometimes in just assuming that they're laughing about me. So you see there's fear, there's paranoia, and it leads to that offense, right? So you need to overcome that fear as well too. Now obviously, once again, there are circumstances where that is the case, but where your mind just automatically always assumes that is the case, you know that you need deliverance. You need demons cast out of you if you're bound like that. I really like this next verse that I'm going to read to you guys. It's Proverbs chapter 18 verse 7. It says, The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. So obviously this could more so be taken in the context of like an accusation being laid against somebody or like in a court hearing. The first perspective that you hear seems to be right. You know, this is so important to take into consideration. The first perspective, you know, even just in the context of taking offense, the first perspective that you hear, that you see, that is the one that seems right. So if you only look at the perspective and how you're perceiving things, you know, it can be very easily to be, you can be very easily personally offended. So I just want to read that. The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Or in other words, until you get another perspective, that first perspective is going to seem right. So this is why taking into consideration where other people are coming from and their perspectives is so important. People could do, th people could do things that are actually, you know, there's different uh, culture barriers. There's different ways that people live. There's different ways that people communicate. That's very important to understand. Somebody could l jab a joke at you and, uh, you know, you take it as like them personally attacking you and they're trying to belittle you. But in reality, in their heart motive, like that's just a normal thing that they do in the way that they communicate with people. Now, could that be wrong still? Yes, of course. But to them, that's, you know, so then you don't take it as personal. You don't, and here's another thing as well too about overcoming the spirit of offense is you have to have a militaristic mindset. Second Timothy chapter two, verse four says, no man that worth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So think about this in a soldier aspect. When you are at war, let's say somebody's at a war in World War II and there's an opposing army and they start shooting at them, they start firing at them. Is the other army going to be offended with the fact that they are attacking them? No, there's no personal offense taken many times in those scenarios. It's just business. There's just war going on in that situation, right? It's not a personal attack against them. And you have to take a similar mentality with regards to spiritual warfare. When you look at people offending you, when you look at people persecuting you, these different things, as, you know, just a war that's going on, it makes it a lot easier to look at it in the perspective of taking it as just an attack against you from the enemy as opposed to somebody personally trying to sh throw a shot at you. And even if they are personally trying to throw a shot at you, you can still look at it in that regard many times. So guys, I just want to close off this message with saying that giving in to offense is a choice. You don't have to give in to offense. You don't have to operate. You don't have to respond 
out of a place of offense. And I'm believing in Jesus' name that as you guys go away from this message, you will have a newfound spiritual wisdom to be able to realize when you are offended. Because many times when we're offended, we don't even recognize it. We so easily justify it in our mind. But if you start to get thoughts like to just give up on people or people are undeserving of your love and your self-sacrifice anyways, or you get despising thoughts towards people, you start despising them and saying they're no good anyways. If you start getting those thoughts, know that you are starting to fall into the trap of giving into offense, right? And that ultimately leads to bitterness and unforgiveness. So anyways, guys, that's pretty much all that I have to say for this message. I'm going to have some other videos here linked up on the end screen to overcome other demonic issues and to help grow in spiritual warfare. So if you guys want, make sure to click on one of these two videos that you're seeing on the end screen right now and be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will see you guys in the next video. Amen.